0: Apparently, there are different schools of Scientology. They like old school Scientology with the 747s and the volcano and stuff better than the like the new version, the David Miscavige. Like, we're getting rid of all that. This is just outright a money-making grift at this point, <laughs> which I agree with, actually. Well, you, there's
1: not a, a lot of Scientology. I mean, you can have a belief system based on all of the novel stuff, but without the grift... What is there? I mean, it was set
0: up explicitly as a grift.
2: There's the glory of Zenu. <laughs> Come on. Isn't that enough for you? I is thought it, you were was you you're just in it for the money. <laughs> I need the
0: grift. I need the grift to believe. There was a great article that came out today about uh, Jordan B. Peterson by an old colleague of his and actually the guy who originally was responsible for Jordan Peterson getting hired on at the University of Toronto. The sub headline or whatever is. Uh, I was once Jordan Peterson's biggest fan. Now I'm afraid of him. Uh, and he starts it off by talking about how at one point, Jordan Peterson was like, I want to buy a church, like a church building. And the guy's like, oh, to like refurbish into one of those uh, one of those kind of twee lofts uh, in the downtown area or whatever. And Jordan's like, no, like to run a church. Like I should have my own church. I should be at the front of a church talking to a group of people.
3: No. I would kind of like a church. <laughs> church grift is hot right now. That's
0: all. Church grift, any kind of traditionalist grift is very hot. <laughs> I can't, right can't believe
3: I just said church grift is hot right now, as if it has not been hot <laughs> for the past like four thousand years. <laughs> it is the hottest shit. Yeah,
1: like church grift. <laughs> That's been the thing to do for a while now. Breathing, it's definitely in style.
0: <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Liquid Flannel Podcast from Arlington, Texas. I'm Matthew Hodges. Joining me in Omaha, Nebraska are our old friend Nick Glessman. What's going on? Nick, hey. Hello. And back from what sounds like a a pretty epic road and air trip, uh, my co-host, Brendan Williams. Brendan, welcome back.
3: Thanks, man. I'm so happy I can be back from my vacation so I can finally just sit here and relax and just low energy podcast (laughs) instead of having to like walk everywhere. Oh. It's brutal.
0: I need a vacation from my vacation.
2: Ah, you, you nailed it. So do you have a vacation from that <laughs> vacation then? Like, it's this. Where does the cycle end?
0: <laughs> We're going to Tucker him out tonight. He's going to take work off tomorrow and do literally nothing. Just sit in a chair and not do anything.
2: That's what I do at
3: work.
0: <laughs> and joining us once again, old friend of the show. Been a little while, but uh, we've got Peter Coffin back in our virtual studio. Peter, how you been? Oh, I'm good. Always just uh, you know
1: being online a lot.
3: <laughs> I hear that's really good for your mental well-being. That's all the great studies I've, I've noticed. Made. I've <laughs> noticed
1: definite effects that are positive and definitely don't like spiral you down anything. <laughs> it's it's a good thing.
3: Yeah, I mean that is one of the best things about taking vacation is I can give myself an excuse to a little bit unplug. You you can't unplug all the way, but a a little bit is nice.
0: Well, the whole reason I reached out to Peter to be on this episode anyway was I I don't know if this was good for your mental health, Peter, but uh, it was certainly good for mine when I saw you and Jacob Wall going at it over whether or not Puerto Rico is (laughs) actually part of the United States. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like... Obviously, but it, it is. is a it's part for the United States. <laughs> Do we need to introduce this guy? You guys all know who Jacob Wall is, right? This guy. I didn't
3: know that he engaged with people. He's like Trump. <laughs> I didn't either. Trump's number one <laughs> response guy. He's like always getting those. Uh, it, it can't be him doing it. Because no, it's,
0: it's automated. I'm sure that he has like tweet deck pulled up with like a, a, a notification from any anytime Donald Trump tweets because his tweets never have anything to do with the topic. It's always just, you know, <laughs> right. Donald Trump is the greatest president of any country on earth. Retweet if you agree.
3: It's just so good because it's just like <laughs> he just has it programmatically set to just be like whatever Trump tweets just automatically tweet instantaneously. I 1,000% right. agree with whatever Trump just said. Yep. Whatever it was, therefore. It
0: doesn't matter. I, I don't need... It's sight unseen. I agree with the man.
3: But yeah, you actually got him going, huh?
1: I don't know. I See, I didn't expect him to respond at all, for one. Like, that just... It seemed absolutely absurd to me that he would do that. Your
3: lies that Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. were just too much. Yeah,
1: and, and what's great is that he... He responded to try to correct me in some way.
3: His his original
0: tweet was, uh, "If if Alexandria Ocasio Cortez loves socialism so much, then why did her parents flee Puerto Rico to come and live in <laughs> for New the York United City?" Yeah, yeah,
1: for the United uh. States, for the better country, the United <laughs> States, the country that is a different country. Why did they flee from their country, which, Puerto which Rico, is also socialist, to our country? Puerto Rico. Yes, socialist Puerto oh. Rico from their country to our country, which is a different country. Puerto
0: Rico, the United literally States. the topic of uh, Naomi Klein's book about disaster capitalism. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and what happened to Puerto Rico as a part of the United right. States? The thing is, is the impetus of almost
0: everything discussed in that book is is that it's a part of the united yeah. states yeah that we're, we're allowing <laughs> like a,
1: that's the, that's a lot of the because problem the
0: united states is a capitalist country and puerto rico is a territory that we don't give a shit about like they get the worst excesses of capitalism exactly a bunch of people responded like are you thinking of cuba because it's possible he was thinking of cuba you you responded with just ordinary like it, it, was, it wasn't much it was just uh puerto rico is part of the united states and they're not they're not socialist. <laughs> it's not socialist. It is part of the United States, and he doubled down, didn't he? He did. He. Uh,
3: I heard Mexicans live there. I mean, if it's part of the I United don't remember. States, yeah. all
2: those Mexicans live. Well, there. they speak Spanish. They're brown. What's? Well, I mean, what else do you need? He and his
1: responded like to try to paint me as intellectually dishonest in some way for pointing out that. And, like, I pointed out with the dullest, like, least snarky, and it's literally not, like, a dunk it's in like any the way. Most, I just responded with like a straight sentence. the most
0: I've ever seen you be on Twitter, honestly. And, and he came back and he's like, no, it's not, and they are socialist or something like that. Uh, now, can you guys believe? <laughs>
2: it's, and it's, I mean, they're as socialist as America is.
0: I can totally see why that guy gets a lot of likes and retweets on his tweets, but can you believe anybody actually follows? I mean, he's like, a 20-year-old, soon-to-be indicted for securities fraud, like, obvious grifter, and people just, they go for that? They love the grifters.
3: Yeah, I mean, if they're on Team Trump, how can you not also be for any hanger on grifters that he attracts to his It's literally,
1: it's Team Grift, like, literally Team Grift. If we can grift, we should. He
3: literally (laughs) compares... Manafort to Al Capone multiple times now. Like you think like, well that was a mistake, and surely he realizes like, yeah, that's not really the comparison I want to be making. Nope. Double down. <laughs> so yeah, I know, it makes perfect sense that these are the people and these are the people he lay love. <laughs> Puerto Rico's a different country. He's gonna be saying that in his next rally.
2: Hey, they speak Spanish. You can't you can't deny that. <laughs>
3: deport
1: them all it is indeed it's definitely um majority spanish that's true
0: it's it's also part of the united states <laughs> well and that was one of the points that i didn't think got brought up enough that was like if you guys don't consider it the united states why don't we just give their land back why don't we just like let them yeah that don't would don't be just good let them self-determine for once <laughs> in the past right. like 150 years it could be a, a
1: good idea yes Um, One of the things, I actually got some pushback from the left for just saying such a... Like, that was, I mean, like I said, it's a really utterly, like, benign, and like, nothing statement. I said it's part of the United States. And I got some people angry because they're like, it's only part of the United States because of the colonialism. Because of the legacy
0: of colonialism, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's like, duh, I'm not, like, I'm not
0: commenting (laughs) on it being part of the United States. I was literally stating Why are you in favor of arbitrary (laughs) lines drawn on maps, Peter, just because you're observing that there are arbitrary lines drawn on maps?
1: It's like, I, these are my, these are my viewpoints. <laughs> like, what are you, what do you, I've made it clear that these types of things are my Jeez. viewpoints. Why are you arguing? I thing? can't
3: believe you support open borders with Puerto Rico here. <laughs> That's, have you no shame,
1: sir. So. Open except on Sundays.
3: Do you think the Democrats have the guts to make Puerto Rico a state? I
1: don't know.
2: I kind of feel like they don't. I don't think so. They, but they totally should. They'd be th- like that's guaranteed, like a shitload of Democratic votes. Oh, if for they sure. Brought yeah. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah. Well, well, that's
3: an
0: argument, right? That uh, what they need to do is make Puerto Rico and DC both states because that would be a guaranteed four more Democratic senators for the next. That will require
1: the the uh, Democrats not to. Uh, they would want to unequivocally win
0: as opposed to compromise. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Compromise is also a strong word. We're, we're going to get, finally, like, a couple of people in there to do actual court packing, and they're going to be like, yeah, let's pack the courts, but we need to be fair. We need to make sure that we're packing them with. The, the, the,
1: <laughs> we need <laughs> to yeah. Yeah. We pack we it to sure with an equal number of Republicans.
0: Of. Right, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's only yeah. fair. That's why I have so many problems with the Democrats. They're, they're still a center-right party. They're not actually doing anything for, like, the advancement for the common average middle class man. Right. Well, Person. you know,
3: I think they're wise up to it. You know, that's my hope is that they're they're seeing that that is a message that isn't like automatically like a political death sentence. So it'll just take time. You know, that's be long those primaries, past our time, everyone. Though.
2: That's our problem. It'd still be a huge state. You would have to win if you yeah. want if you wanted a good like guarantee. We could just cut California into like five states or whatever, like they wanted to do. Did they propose that like a couple of years ago? I kind of doubt that Puerto
0: Ricans are going to vote for the party that absolutely left them dangling in the wind after uh, Hurricane Irma. Nice pun there. Good, good job, Peter. Good job trolling facts about that borders.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad that you could just state a banal fact and hey, it's like facts oh, that liberal uh, bias. Hashtag owned. <laughs>
1: With, like, cold, boring facts.
2: (laughs) No, I was not owned. I feel that isn't correct. That's all that matters.
0: We were talking about wacky things that Trump tweets, and uh, I was reminded of an article today from uh, David Roth, uh, who was talking about these recent tweets that Trump has made about how these, uh, these wildfires in California are burning because... For some reason, they're letting all of the water go out to the ocean. And David Roth is trying to figure out... It's like toward a working theory of what the fuck Donald Trump is talking about or something is the, the headline in this piece. And he's talking about how the guy is so... Just fundamentally, he's so narcissistic and incapable of ever thinking that there's a thing that he doesn't know about... Or that there's a thing he should learn, or God forbid that he's he's actually wrong about a thing. Probably what happens is that some he found an old clip of Donald Trump talking about how he sat with some farmers during the you know like back in 2015, uh, and one of them was from California who mentioned uh, like California's truly like weird and Byzantine water rights system, um, and probably said something like. Uh, you know, because of this water rate system, a lot of this water ends up not getting used uh, as it goes through our farm, but it's because of the way that they've allocated it. And over the past couple of years, without ever wanting to look into it anymore, Donald Trump has just had that kind of festering in his brain that it just kind of like bounces around in synapses and plays its own game of like Chinese telephone within within his big mushy soup of a brain until it comes out as like, Democrats and environmental regulations are making sure that there's no water to put wildfires out with.
2: That sounds similar to the uh, Bill O'Reilly, the tides come in, tides can't go out. Yeah.
0: It's just, I can't explain that. Absolute lack of any kind of intellectual curiosity or even like knowing like what Wikipedia is and being able to like look up a thing because you have to acknowledge that you didn't know it.
3: Yeah, this was actually kind of big news while I was in San Diego, and a lot of people were were talking about it because <laughs> it is just the most ridiculous statement. And even his own like Trump communications people were like, "We have no comment on like the president's <laughs> right, right. policy here."
2: We have no comment so we it, don't have how to comment.
3: Yeah, it's just so ludicrous. Like, I think the official like firefighters union of California was just like, "This statement is is so like." meaningless <laughs> as to not merit an official response yeah yeah
0: right uh, there, there was a uh, some hydrologist that they found or he was a you know like a phd in in ecology like wildfire ecology or something and he was like i can't really respond to this tweet because i don't know what it means like it doesn't <laughs> there's nothing in it that's true enough to even be able to answer i'll tell you one person who i'm sure was all over donald trump's uh, california wildfire tweets was jacob wall
3: i'm sure i'm sure he was first comment like oh i totally you tell those you tell that trump
0: is making america
1: great again hashtag mega i just want to know why they left
0: their wildfires to
3: come here to the united states
0: (laughs) (laughs) their socialist
3: wildfires that's why we need to build a firewall
0: they've got those sanctuary cities and the wildfire thinks they can just move in they're gonna kick ice out from holy shit A song of ice and fire, you guys.
3: You finally struck upon the perfect political (laughs) metaphor for our times.
0: This is gonna alienate all of our all of our leftist listeners who are sick of liberals referencing Game of Thrones.
3: Let's take a break, talk about some political infighting stories. I know I wanted to talk about Chris Kobach.
0: Some some of those hot takes. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll be back.
3: Been watching HBO. You got a new favorite show Been watching HBO You
2: got a new favorite show
3: Been watching HBO
2: You got a new favorite show It's called Game of Thrones
3: Well I read the fucking books I said I read the. So, we've got to hit up some of this uh, Great Plains news here, because some primaries were happening. Uh, there's that primary in Ohio where it's like 91 votes or whatever are separating the the special election. Red, is, that
0: for, uh, is that for governor? No, it's like a
3: special election for like a congressional seat in, in Ohio. Oh, okay. Uh, so there's probably going to be a recount on that one. And uh, another one that's getting a recount is the Republican primary for the governor's race in Kansas, which features some some great characters, including everybody's favorite voter fraud scientist, Chris Kobach.
0: Voter fraud, voter fraud guru. Voter fraud czar, I
1: think. Illegal
3: vote whisperer. Oh. Chris Kobach, (laughs) Um, which you would think (laughs) you would think that this guy, as the secretary of state of Kansas, that guy looks like somebody who would commit voter fraud. He would he would have this voting on lock. You know what I mean? Like if you're the secretary of state of Kansas and your issue is voter fraud, like you'd make your race like you want to run your race right in the in the election.
0: You would want to make it as squeaky clean as possible because it's going to just bolster your whole case about, you know, free and fair elections.
3: So apparently, like, there was like 600 votes separating them. But then they were like, oh, did I say we had like one? That's not a one. That's a five. It was like 500 votes. So he just like lost 500 votes. So now apparently just 91 votes separate this primary for who's going to be the Republican candidate for governor in Kansas. Dang. I and, assume they're both terrible. Uh, it sounds
0: like th- that sounds like someone's going to have to oversee yeah. a recount. So,
3: candidate and Secretary of State Chris Kobach is going to be in charge of the recount. Um, oh, awesome. <laughs> against current Lieutenant Governor Jeff Coilier. Um, and it's a really interesting race because they represent kind of two sides of the Republican Party. You've got Kobach loves Trump doing Trump's voter fraud thing. But then you've got the Lieutenant right. governor who was governor when Sam Brownback was appointed in the Trump administration. Um, so it's just really tough. You know, do you hate Trump more or do you hate previous governor, Sam Brownback more? You know, who do you really want to <laughs> win this race? It's, it's a tough,
2: it really sounds it's like, a tough call. Do you want to get kicked in the nuts for the rep for the next four years, or <laughs> You punch in the nose for the next four years. <laughs> I mean, do you really want to have to make that choice?
0: Yeah, it is. It's, it's totally the uh, the South Park, um, like, giant douche versus turd sandwich uh, dilemma. That's actually a good framing
1: of that. Like, usually that's, that's often used to sort of, like, make elections seem less interesting. Yeah, the, or it's, in it's a more inter party interparty, this, inter-party yeah, this, but this to do an intraparty. Privilege,
0: yeah, this completely privileged like false equivalence where like the Democrats are just as bad as the Republicans, which okay, the Democrats are great, but they definitely <laughs> yeah. are not. They're uh, not actively as bad as the trying to strip
2: away human rights. <laughs> right, right.
3: But yeah, it's just funny that this race is happening at the are. same time that all of the Narrative seems to be like all oh, the Democrats are are so divided of with intra party fighting or whatever. Where like, if anything,
2: the the yeah. Democrats are more united now than they've ever been in the last fifteen years. Which is
3: it's easy to do when you got Trump well, in there making everything you know very black and white.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know though, uh, Peter. You you follow a lot of the uh, the discourse online. Would you say that the Democrats are united right now? Because I was seeing some. I don't. I I don't know. How I would say that. I would say that. The sort
1: of 8% that thinks that they lead the party that, I mean, when money was more in control of the party, I think uh, maybe you could say that those people are losing a little bit more control and the people are kind of taking a little bit more of the control. And that, I mean, in that respect, it's more united because there's more people sort of just like edging the uh, the sort of the money out but i mean yeah. they're not going to be able to do it fully and
0: people people are definitely more aware of the uh, inhumane excesses of our government like even if they weren't even if they didn't know that uh, barack obama's immigration policies were also not terribly kind uh, or 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 laudable uh, at least they're aware of that now uh, which yeah. i guess is a step in the right direction it is i
1: feel like a lot of the the seeming uh, unity that we're sort of seeing in the democratic party is a lot of people having to not say the thing that they want to say because they know it will destroy them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, Like, like our leadership, like, uh, well, I shouldn't say our leader. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not registered. I shouldn't say that, (laughs) but uh, we had Keith Ellison, try to win the head of that and Tom Perez won. Now Tom Perez is saying things like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the the future of our party. I don't feel like that's his primary like thing that he believes. Oh, that definitely wasn't his instinct either. I mean, they they wanted no, to they wanted no, to they sideline her. No, they literally ignored her and yeah. when when uh you know, when the establishment guy, the guy they've been working with for a decade, uh, when he asked for money and support, got it. So, I mean, right, right. it's certainly not the thing that he wanted
0: to say a couple months ago,
1: and I doubt it's the thing that he wants to say now. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, so, I, I, an episode of uh, Pod Damn America recently was talking about uh, how this is this is the trait of neoliberalism, is that it will absorb like an amoeba, everything that it seems like it might be useful to it, and just bring it into the big fold and keep the parts that they like and get rid of the parts that they don't like kind of quietly. So, I think that's what yeah. we're seeing with the Democrats right now. Well, they'll, they'll work to try to commodify all of the
1: things. Is they they operate on all of this sort of consumption as identity stuff that like if you look at you know the 2016 election Hillary Clinton had the same kind of sort of personality cult, although it was oriented around a lot of different things. Right. Uh, it just it, – it maybe wasn't as egregious as Donald <laughs> no, Trump. No, and it's,
3: a, it's <laughs> <That's>, actually quite <laughs> funny because many of the things that Trump complains about would – Hillary Clinton had an even more plausible argument to make about like being mistreated by the media and, and things like that, but – of course, you mm-hmm. know, people will totally eat it up from Trump, but from Hillary, they're like, oh, what a whiner, you know?
2: <laughs> right, right. She's too emotional. <laughs>
3: right. Yeah. what? She might just, like, you know, get too emotional as a woman and just start tweeting nuclear death threats. I, mean, I mean, you never know. She might be on her period. <laughs> we couldn't have such instability. It's just not good for America. I
1: think... That she'd probably would have insulted Kim Jong Un at her first opportunity. I mean, who, who wouldn't Personally. though? I mean,
3: like,
2: that guy just looks like a goober.
3: No way, man! He's fashionable now. Didn't you see his like summer dress or whatever? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Uh,
1: it was. It was definitely a step up from his father's uh, uh,
2: attire. Like one piece gray suit. Well, I guess it was a two piece. It was a. Blouse and yeah. pair of trousers. No,
3: I think his next um, Trump should be like, "All right, I'll forgive you about like the nuclear weapons if you release an album with Psy from South Korea. If you guys just release a duo album <laughs> of club jams, I don't know. Like, all, We'll wipe the sl- slate clean. You could join the UN. Like all will be forgiven. I would bet that. <laughs> and all this, all of a sudden,
1: he starts. I don't know if you ever seen the SNL skit with um, Kristen Wiig as a character who really wants to sing, but wants to sort of shift the responsibility of her starting to sing onto everybody around her. And, like, <laughs> people, like, are not trying to get her to sing at all, but she'll respond to things with, don't make me sing. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> Kim Jong-un right now.
0: <laughs> well, we're talking about, uh, we're talking about, um, uh, potential <laughs> consensus building on the, the from the center left to the actual left uh, and talking about uh, the elections that went down in the past week. Um, another one I wanted to bring up uh, in these contexts is some very bitter words about uh, the race in, I think it's Kansas number four um shit i had these names pulled up just a second ago more more kansas somewhere. kansas uh, is
3: happening man
0: yeah man uh so this this election um it's a uh, was it a gubern- no it's a congressional race between brent welder a white dude who was endorsed by bernie sanders and uh alexandria and also uh between sorry against Sharice Davids, who, if elected, will be the first female Native American uh, ever elected to Congress. Uh, She's a lesbian and former uh, mixed martial arts fighter. Uh, But the reason that uh, Bernie and Alexandria endorsed her opponent was because she is explicitly against like Medicare for all doesn't think that that's feasible, not a thing that we should be fighting for. So of course, like the Berniecrats are going to endorse the guy who is 100% in favor of, you know, their entire uh, policy platform. Uh, and some incredibly bitter words, Sharice Davids ended up winning, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez goes on Twitter and says, hey, it was a great primary. Let's all throw our weight behind Sharice Davids. It's a big deal. You know, like, let's get her into office. Let's, let's flip this district. And all of these eight percenter dead enders are on Twitter going like you can fuck off like you're a misogynist and a racist because you opposed opposed a woman uh, of color and you know you you aligned yourself with Bernie who gave us Trump it was it was Bernie's fault that uh, Hillary Clinton lost and um, so that's a uh, that debate is still is still raging in the I actually the managed to avoid that I can't – I don't know
1: how, but, like, I didn't see it at all. I avoided it. And here's the thing. I also have never said Sharice Davids on Twitter, so that's probably why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, and the thing is, is, you know, I think she had even said at some point that she would consider Medicare for All. Like, it wasn't as drastic as Right. She was like, that. never over yeah. my but, like, dead
3: body. I will never allow no, this. No, it's really just –
0: really just said it was something like – uh she did the uh, whole, like, how do we pay for it thing, yeah, which, right, to right. be fair, like, is bullshit. But,
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that she's, like, evil incarnate least, or yeah. anything, especially for, like, the Democrats. I think she's probably better than oh, your I, average Democrat. I, th- but, I think as I far mean, as Democrats go, she's going to be great. Was, yeah, was part of her yeah. platform, like, get um, Trump
3: in the octagon? <laughs> she said something like that.
0: I do remember seeing that. Either that or it was a joke. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah one, one like, of her campaign ads was literally just like stock footage of some woman of color like beating on a beating on a bag because it came from some uh like democratic super PAC that couldn't actually collaborate with them so they couldn't get actual footage of her in a fight <laughs> so it's just like some woman of color like working a working a uh, a heavy bag or something <laughs>
1: such an amateur move come on it's all really you bad. have to all she has to do is post footage of her fighting with a bag on youtube and then it's totally usable that's what that's what ted cruz did he posted 13 hours of of bs yeah. and it was just like all of his super packs used it like God. that's the the loophole oh. that's how you collaborate with the super pack, i remember legally. those amazing videos david brock oh. figured that out he was bragging about it like he was like we figured out how to have a super PAC and the candidate collaborate david brock was the one that ultimately figured that out and they didn't use it because they got in so much heat for b- him bragging about it <laughs> but, wasn't right, that the right. video
3: where ted cruz has his like two young daughters and they're like no i don't want to film campaign oh, yes. ads anymore or whatever and he's like <laughs> he's <"Shh>, not, <laughs> that's not the deal that we made kids <laughs> get on yeah, over
1: here yep. it's give that. daddy
3: a kiss <laughs> That's I'm the thing. I'm a cruise, and I approve this message.
1: <laughs> it was literally 13 hours out. I watched, <laughs> I'm not even joking, four, four of those My 13 God. hours. You are a My wife and man I downloaded I four of the it's hours. Not like,
3: it's not like a single <laughs> take, is it? Really right? I I it. mean, it's edited. Y- it is. is. It is absolutely.
1: Yes, It's it's long form, like various takes including all of the time in between that's, the takes wow. resetting things Amazing. or asking questions how did you do or that? like coughing that's so good uh, well it's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world <laughs> that's that's how but we it's did like it. watching a
2: 4 hour train Rick how funny
1: could it be oh we didn't watch it all at once we watched like 20 minutes here 20 minutes there God, but we did get I hope Ted hours Cruz in
3: this next election just starts like twitch streaming just to get this to the footage oh, out there. Hey,
2: kids, I'm with it. Play Follow Fortnite me. with Ted Cruz this Tuesday. <laughs> oh, I won.
1: The chat's just filled with, yeah. didn't your dad I kill love Kennedy? I mine
2: and logs. No, his dad was the uh, uh, <laughs> uh San Francisco. I can't remember his name. The Zodiac <laughs> remember. No, no, his dad... Uh, uh,
0: no. No his his dad killed Kennedy. He himself is the a Zodiac. Zodiac God, yes, yeah. that's what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah, it it runs
1: into Trump, Trump Yeah, you
2: know. I mean, what's the difference?
1: Somebody somebody from Trump's campaign characterized his dad as having been involved with Kennedy's assassination. Just, they were just
3: asking questions. Come on,
1: what's wrong with that? <laughs> I loved it. That. that was like one of my favorite things ever. I was like, Are, that's this is a real thing that's happening. That's right why now. we live in a hell um. dimension. <laughs> yeah um i mean at that point i knew that we lived in a hell of a- <laughs> like this,
2: this is somehow like like this isn't a movie this isn't a tv show this is real fucking life we're discussing that yeah, presidential that I mean, father assassinated kennedy yeah. what
3: the fuck i'm not i'm not gonna say that i believe that ted cruz his dad was involved in the assassination of kennedy but i'm not opposed to trump saying that i mean if, if he <laughs> no. to say it, I think
1: out of the, all the lies Trump is told, that is not even close to the most <laughs> egregious. Not even vaguely. <laughs> it's also, it's
0: directed toward a guy. It's it's also directed toward a guy who is absolutely fair game for just being horrible to you all the time. Like Ted Cruz is an absolute vampire and needs to be driven out of public life. So I I don't don't care about any bad shit that happens to him.
1: Yeah, and the amazing thing about him is he's, like, the most acceptable target uh, to, like, anybody. (laughs) Like, nobody. (laughs) I I bring him up to my conservative dad and make fun of him. He's like, yeah, he's stupid. He he looks like somebody you would just, like,
2: pick on in, in like, junior high. (laughs) Like, he would just knock his... I I don't know how he
1: got votes, to be honest with you, because he came in second in a lot of states, and it's like... It was How did that- that have, like I've never seen anybody that like is so acceptable to just like totally rip on with anyone. I've, I haven't met a single Republican that you can't rip on Ted Cruz. Right. And that goes for before, like in the lead up to the the Republican primary. So I wasn't sure where I was really confused when he was getting votes. Like, where is he getting votes from? Like every single Republican I know hates him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, he made that, that video of him cooking bacon on the muzzle of, like, an M14 uh, and just unloading an entire magazine. So, I mean, that, that, that'll that get you a lot oh, of dude, votes in Texas. Be, just, yeah, it, it, worked.
3: it worked in that respect, It's going to be so easy to I just mean, run ads that are like, Ted Cruz uh, refused to endorse Donald Trump at the Republican National Convention. Like, how could you vote for oh, such a man? Oh, I guarantee that's going to um, happen, he, yeah. They booed him off stage, <laughs> right? They did. So yeah, he really, uh, he really put himself in a in a bad spot there. I really hope he loses. It'll it'll be glorious to see, but uh, he's got a lot of that money, you know.
0: Uh, well, Beto O'Rourke, if you weren't such an empty shirt, I think he'd be doing a lot better right now. But he is he is out Ted Cruz by like tens of millions of dollars at this point. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. That'll be good. Another money guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah! Yay, right. I mean, he's, money! Get he's a, the money. I mean, in. he's a he's a he's a Texas Democrat. Uh, and, yeah,
1: exactly. And all the I mean, you know? we're probably not going to see a whole lot out of that kind of a person. Like, if you can win as a Democrat in Texas, eh.
3: I got a great argument for him. He's not Ted Cruz. <laughs>
1: that's, that is a good argument, to be fair. But I mean, we had the ultimate that argument in 2016. With somebody who wasn't Donald Trump, and it wasn't <laughs> <Yeah>. enough. <laughs> yep, yep. America hates right. women. More Texas than they was hate was
3: in play. Okay.
1: Does America hate racism? Is the real question.
3: No, they're fine. I, they with seem racism. to be big fans.
2: <laughs> That's why Trump won. <laughs> it was like, I can have a racist candidate, which you know I like. You know he's 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 saying what everyone's afraid to say. You know he's just speaking the truth, right? Or he could have a woman, or excuse me, a female. <laughs> and God knows we can't have a female in charge of us. They're just too they're look, we're, too emotional. Look, what are we talking about here? A lady? I mean, she might be uh. on her period. Come on, yeah, but, yeah. We're, we're gonna put this
0: broad in charge and
1: like. You know, and the thing is, is there's so, so many legitimate criticisms of Hillary Clinton, of all people. Yeah. Like, so many legitimate criticisms. And they, they they couldn't do it.
2: They just, like, they, 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 (laughs) they, they took the easy low shot. She's a woman. She's emotional. She's hysterical. <laughs> She's married to Bill Clinton. I mean, look <laughs> at Bill, man. He had to go get some uh, ac- si- action on the right. side. Do you think if well, if, yeah. you know,
3: if Hillary was going through a divorce from Clinton, it would have won her more votes? Oh, God, the- no. They would have ripped her <laughs> apart for divorcing
2: her husband. Like, how dare There's you? There's
1: nothing Hillary Clinton could have done. Yeah. Like other than actually campaign for the left, <laughs> like that might that might have done something, or just I, actually
0: campaign. Period. Just like, campaign. Could... Just show up in Michigan. You know, yeah. just show up in Wisconsin or, more than Wisconsin
1: more than like she came to Michigan. I mean, she didn't come here enough. She sent Obama right. and Bernie over the course a lot more than she was here. I mean, they yeah. were uh, she was more here twice or three anywhere. times yeah. <laughs> But in Wisconsin, she did not go to Wisconsin at all in the last 10 weeks of the election. That's right. Right. More than three months. In the lead up to the with nobody, nobody, they're just like eh, it's Passover country.
3: In her fine, defense, Paul Ryan had like a level three barrier around. Yeah, like she, <laughs> she didn't have,
1: she wasn't
2: fully upgraded. He found yet. all
1: seven Dragon Balls. <laughs> she wasn't,
3: she
2: wasn't at the proper level to pass through those barriers. Right.
3: And everyone knows, like you cannot touch the political prowess of Paul Ryan. I mean, that man. That was the whole reason. <laughs>
2: That was the whole reason.
1: Like her rhetoric was all around breaking barriers because she needed to find somebody to let her in Wisconsin.
2: (laughs) 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 She just didn't make. He found all seven Dragon Balls. She didn't make friends. We need to break barriers. I mean, that's what happens. You got to know the guild you join. Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, uh, so
0: so we're talking about. Uh Peter, you brought up the fact that there are actually legitimate reasons to criticize Hillary Clinton and the Republicans decided to go with uh you can't trust this hysterical, like, criminal woman, uh, which is really the lazy way to go about that. But the people who haven't forgotten either of those arguments and in fact have put them all into one basket at this point, are the hashtag still with her crowd, the uh Oh Lord. Largely the the hashtag resistance, but uh you I know that's, that's mostly—they're <laughs> <laughs> basically QAnon. Well, I, they they do tend to take on some of the worst excesses of the far right, right? Where uh, yeah. I guess Melania Trump's parents uh, just got naturalized as citizens, and some big like hashtag still with her had a tweet blow up that was like, "This is chain migration." It's like becoming a becoming a fan of closed borders to own the chuds, <laughs> right. like. Yeah. I mean, well, you see so much of that with like the
1: the competitive um, political, you know, sort of I guess hacks is really the right word to use. Right. Um, They more view it as winning than having any like coherent ideology or ideas or just moral stance at all. Just it's it's all about just, hey, you know what? I hate. All of those people because they beat the precious one, the you know my
0: leader. Yeah, right. Well, and uh, that's that's where I wanted to bring up this article that came out today. Not not so much the article, but the tweets at least uh, by Bill Shearer from Politico, uh, who published an article today that said, "Down goes socialism." Now he he claims that he didn't have anything to do with the uh, with the title, but the article is literally just about how you know. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez or Sanders-style socialism, like, goes down in flames all over the Midwest, all of these uh, elections, never mind that, uh, what's her name, um... In Detroit? Up, up in Michigan, yeah. Uh, yeah, what's in Detroit, name? we had we had a Democratic Socialist win. Yeah, I Rashida... I can't remember
1: her name right now. Yeah, Rashida. I don't Rashida Rashida remember her last Tlaib,
0: name. I think.
1: I think so. Yeah. Some, um, it's, it's, it's... I mean, and she ran a really good
0: race and won, and it was just... Okay, right. (laughs) That's it. Well, what was really what was really depressing to me about this uh, Bill Shear piece was where he talks about how he talks about how these people who ran as democratic socialists uh, in Kansas or Michigan or or, uh, Ohio or Missouri, where it didn't actually pan out as much as they hoped to um, lost and how this is a renunciation of uh, like populist democratic socialism but he doesn't talk about how the national party also funded the opponents like the centrist yeah
2: uh, exactly. like establishment oh, I democrats didn't, i didn't see that part
3: well and it's so funny because they're like quick to jump on and be like oh it looks like o- ocasio-cortez you know isn't doing it after all it's like she just she's like just won election like four weeks ago like yeah, she right, actually yeah, we, served- we've
1: known who she is as a country for like a moment tops. Yeah,
0: yeah. She's she's twenty eight years old and just won a Democratic primary and is now responsible for. Uh, I mean, she she gets the crowds at is the thing that people don't don't understand that where she goes, people are enthusiastic to vote because she's actually saying something to them. But to hold her responsible for a bunch of primaries that didn't go quite the way. I mean, it's it's not like socialism has been meaningfully on any ballot. In the United States, since yeah. like the uh, 1900s, I just wanted
2: to, to add out, to add on to that. Um, not quite socialism, but at least Missouri repealed right to work, which is a huge work. Yeah, is a huge. Yeah, huge it's a big labor, right- a labor
0: for, win. For yeah. absolutely, yeah. it's a massive labor win, and that's in a state that was almost 100 uh, percent by county for Trump in 2016. Mm-hmm.
2: I wish, I wish Nebraska would repeal. It's such a, it's so anti-worker.
1: It's a terrible, it's okay. So like I've lived in two States and both of them are right to work and they both, my working situation in both has sucked. Um, it's just, it's a terrible, it's terrible. I mean, I luckily, you know, I do stuff freelance now and I do my internet crap. Uh, and that's what I do. But like at the same time, would I mind a real like stable job? I don't know.
2: Yeah, but right. It's nice they, don't have, they don't have they don't have the it's... ability
1: to give that in the way that it was fifty years ago because they don't have to.
2: Thanks, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Well,
3: hopefully you yeah. guys get that like Amazon warehouse. That's like for the six yeah, to eight be... months that you can stock shelves before they replace you with a robot. I hear it's pretty. <laughs> good.
2: Yeah, It'd be treated great. like less less than a cow. I mean. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, they give you like some like food cubes too as I understand it <laughs>
2: I heard yeah, you right. actually get a bottle to piss in <laughs> yeah I, I already pee
0: in bottles so I don't I don't see why this is
2: like but a big Matt, step do down I'm here, sure but... you have like the wide mouth <laughs> bottle like you have no problem slipping it in there <laughs> we're talking about the tiny little like you gotta really work with that thing in order well, to get it in there
3: it's better for the environment if it has the tiny lid I mean I think we can all agree
2: <laughs> it's only it's only right that's right I'm sorry That there, there I go being so selfish <laughs> <laughs> and, excuse me while I drink out of this plastic
3: straw. I mean Well I think it must be time to bring it out on a little bit of a higher note.
0: Yeah, actually, uh I, I want to take us a little bit lower, just just for oh, a no. couple of minutes. Oh here. no. Yeah, because it just it, this'll this'll make the this'll make the ending sore for us because <laughs> this is so bad. Really do that um, hard
2: bounce off the floor. So
0: uh nice. so talk a little bit about Uh, A lot of uh, like socialism is dead takes because of these recent elections, but only one person not to be outdone. The Atlantic's own libertarian ambulatory loaf of sourdough bread. uh, Connor Friedersdorf decided to weigh in on this with an article helpfully titled Democratic Socialism Threatens Minorities. And uh, (laughs) this uh, this kind of blew up online today. Uh, I'm not going to read any of the actual article because summarizing it is so much more efficient basically what he does is he says uh jacobin magazine just published a like a defense of democratic socialism and like yes we are actually socialists and we do want to get rid of um capital in favor of actual like democratic control over the economy because it affects everybody's lives and said that we don't plan to he he quotes in the article the part where they're like we're not talking about socialism from above. We're not talking about USSR style like planned economy. We're talking about people being owned The hoarder be, more? people
2: actually Oh, do we get to go through another horde oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Finally, he's
0: I'll lose he's the talking weight. about he's talking about people actually having democratic control over their workplace in the form of uh sorry, Jacobin is uh, about uh with unions and uh worker owned co-ops and things like that. And Connor decides to spend the rest of his article talking about a state-planned economy and talking about how uh, minorities. You know, here actually, this this I will pull because this is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Okay, so he's talking about how if if the market is democratically controlled, you know, uh, you know, the the market also includes the the demos also includes places like. Ohio and Utah and Oklahoma City. So popular control is finally realized. So how popular is Islam? How many Muslim prayer rugs would the Democratic majority of workers vote to produce? How many Qurans? How many headscarves? How much halal meat would be slaughtered? What share of construction materials would a majority of workers apportion to new mosques? It's like yeah, that, that famous invention of uh crony capitalism, the prayer rug. We we actually we actually never had those before before capitalism stepped in, uh, and and he does exactly the same thing. I'm just thing for- uh, like that's such a
1: that's that's flabber- I haven't read this article, and I'm just kind of like I mean first off par for the course. They can't seem to stop talking about the idea of a centralized planned economy, right? And that's just the absolute go to for any criticism of socialism. I've even talked with uh, social democrats recently. That uh, have used that in the discussion to try to say, well, I don't know about full-on socialism. It's like I don't know if you know what socialism. Socialism is not, it's not uh, USSR-style state party communism. Yeah, it has and, nothing
0: and, to do with like a central planning committee. In fact, like the like good socialism, uh, what some people call like anarcho-libertarianism or or socialist libertarianism, libertarian socialism. Uh, are explicitly against establishing any kind of power structure like that, uh, and mm-hmm. in fact, absolutely democratizing like local control uh, over over businesses, over your uh, local you know government apparatus because there's still going to be a government. There's still going to be you know well yeah. I mean, it's to, just like, the difference between the
1: government and the state. You you start talking about that and like a you've entered a realm that these types of critics just don't. What are you talking? Government is state. State is government to these right. people. But, I mean, if if in theory, like all of the things that they seem to think that it's just exclusive to this capitalist economy, it has nothing to do with capitalism. It's literally, we're talking about democracy, which is not, it has nothing to do with capitalism. It doesn't yep. have to be associated with a market in any way, shape, or form. But they've so, like, extensively conflated Uh, The market, the free market with democracy, that it's just we're so like I have not gotten a criticism from somebody that doesn't mention this.
0: It's that and it's also that they have no way of perceiving a world where even though you don't have a giant capital Uh, You know, like the big ownership class, the 1%, the people who are actually in charge of everybody else's lives, if they're not in charge, they have no way of conceiving that there would still be competition and commerce. Like, in fact, if you could provide a basic social safety net to everybody in the country, a lot of people are gonna be freed up then to start to fill niche interests. Uh, I, I mean, he goes on, it's not just Muslims that he uses as an example in this, it's also vegans uh, looking for like vegan alternatives at restaurants mm-hmm. because uh, the the competition of capitalism is what makes them seek that market out. Uh, he talks about uh, like hair and makeup products for, for black women, which is a, that's already a fucking market failure. Like that—that's already oh, a thing that, it's, that people that, are underserved just, in. So I don't if know there how there's anything. Gonna, okay, yeah, I don't know how you're going to turn around and argue that uh, like democratic socialism would be worse for that market, which already is marginalized. Like it, also, capitalism
1: has already failed there. And do you know this is this is something that really like the estab- the dynamic that this person wishes to establish I feel like is ultimately there I- th- all of these uh, minority groups have to come begging to some source in order right. to be recognized as a real thing and it's and it's tokenization that's the only of- way that
0: what he's saying can play out it's tokenization of the the very worst kind and he completely he uses them exactly right i think you're exactly right he uses all of these marginalized communities as a as a prop and a bunch of puppets that the market pulls around instead of even thinking about the power of self-empowering these communities to make their own products like get people out of a system that intentionally and maliciously keeps them in poverty so that they have to participate in the system and instead give them the reins. Let them make decisions about what the market needs. Or just,
1: you know, about their own lives. Just
0: it's, right. it's that kind of a thing.
2: Well, there's also a big pushback from the from from the establishment Read, you know, white males who own 99% of the property in America. <laughs> you know, if you see a black person, black wom- woman or man being successful, you know, you look at it and they're not, you know, for lack of a better term, diversifying into the white community that are looked at as outsiders by the establishment and they're looked written off. I mean, why do you think why do you think the the establishment hates LeBron James so much right now because for what he's doing oh. with the public school funding? Like he's he's going out there and making his community better and people are shitting on him. Like, how dare you go open a school for underprivileged black kid, black children so they can be better? Like, what's wrong with you right. LeBron James? What yep. about the poor and impoverished white children, and just he, they're doing everything they possibly can to tear them down to make them to keep them, you know, as a second-class citizen? Because the people who enacted Jim Crow laws are still very much alive and in power.
0: You're absolutely right, Glass, and that's a perfect transition out of this segment because the very best take I saw on this article. Uh, remember the headline is "Democratic Socialism Threatens Minorities." Uh, somebody pointed out that. Uh, given that the uh, state security apparatus that protects capital has a tendency to persecute and of uh, and sometimes assassinate uh, people of color who uh, turn to socialism, uh, maybe democratic socialism does threaten minorities. Hmm.
3: They're always right. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, no, I think it, it shows that they don't, they can't argue against the actual positions effectively. So their only recourse is to attack a straw man and just say, you know, oh, here's my conception of what socialism means and how wrong headed it is. You gotta remember. And it's like too, no one's saying absolutely. that. No one's
2: no one literally no one is saying any of that. You know, right. com- communism the Soviet Union was the was the number one enemy from nineteen forty five until nineteen ninety one and the majority of the people that are around are still in power. Who had this absolute fear of socialism and communism and communism in general? And they just have this. Look, I can I can understand that character. I can it.
0: understand that coming from like established media and established capital personalities, people who are you know pretty high up in their uh, various industries because they've been there for thirty years. What I don't get is young people who are buying this shit. Like, look at the material conditions of your life. Like, is capitalism actually working, or is that just a thing? Like, why why have you decided to become a baby boomer?
2: Because when you're raised ah. in the baby boomer boomer environment, that's all you know. You've never been exposed to anything that you know. All you need to do is pull yourself up by your bootstraps, and you'll be fine. But you know, the average college college graduate's coming out thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar in debt. You know, they just see that they don't see it as a problem. They see it as. Uh, like, a commitment to a life goal, I suppose.
1: It's lifestyle marketing, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, absolutely. Uh, it, the whole boomer thing. Like, it's you could have all this if you just work hard enough. And and that gets them into that sort of mode where they decide, yeah, I do want all this. I do want a house that looks like that. I really like the 50s-style ranch. Um,
0: <laughs> I have to... Uh, just hey, I let's f- let's not attack the path. 50 style ranch. I like the 50 style ranch. It's a good uh, way i ha- some
2: big problems <laughs> with the 50 style ranch. I've got some great. I'm just that. saying. I'm saying it is
1: the 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 you'll when you see one of those people, they'll talk about. That's one of the things that they'll. I'm not saying it's a bad style of house. There's certainly <laughs> utility in a one story house for one, but but. <laughs> You will see them say that kind of stuff, though there's a certain set of, of norms that they've accepted and they it's they the, want to go back to. Yeah, it's the
2: American dream that they were pushed on since childbirth. I mean, I know, you know, growing up, it was like, you know, you have a nice house in the suburbs, you got a couple of kids, you got a car and all that. It's that very, I call I call it the TV-esque lifestyle, the art. The, oh, uh, for sure, yes. The yeah. Leaf the Beaver or... You know the the yeah item. my three sons whatever, yeah sure it's it's the lifestyle yeah. that you're you're led into what you're supposed to be or what yeah it's you, that's how you patri- made it to, in America it's, it's
0: basically it's it's literally commodified patriotism that there's a yes. way to be an American and we can sell it to you yes
2: yeah. you're not an American if you don't have at least five of these items right <laughs> well <laughs> right. like I said. The top it five in, items every took American us, uh, has. <laughs>
0: took, took us into the depths of... Ranch House. Seriously, audience, yeah, please <laughs> please do not uh, read this Connor Frieders- Friedersdorf article. It's garbage. Uh, listen to our show instead. Listen to any podcast that knows a little bit more about how, like, what actual democratic socialism is. Don't give them clicks. Don't give them ad revenue. I'm, I'm pissed now. Let's take this out on a high note. <laughs> We're going to go around the table. I think we got some high notes to drag us up out of that morass they took us down into.
3: Well, you know, I don't know that this is this is one of those high notes where it seems not great. It's not the highest of high notes, but Republican Representative Chris Collins from New York was literally arrested by the FBI on insider trading charges this week. Which has to just be one of the most insane things, like a sitting current congressman getting straight up arrested for insider trading. Which, last time I checked, I thought it was
2: like they passed some law that was like, actually, insider trading's not illegal if you're a congressman. Because, like, first off, who has been arrested for insider trading within the last, like, what, ten years? Martha Stewart. <laughs>
1: Was that within 10 years? Yeah, I suppose that was. Probably yeah.
2: not. I don't know.
3: That was a long, long time ago. It
0: feels like a while ago.
3: It was another lifetime. Yeah, whatever happened to
0: her pardon? Wasn't Trump going to pardon her after he pardoned uh, Dinesh D'Souza?
3: He can only do like one a month. That's the quota <laughs> they got in mind.
0: Maybe he realized that
1: enough people like Martha Stewart that he has to like time it to where it might like be his, to his advantage to pardon her.
3: Yeah, he's waiting for Christmas, for the Christmas special. (laughs) Why did he like Martha Stewart anyway? Well, just because she got arrested for... Lying to the FBI about her insider trading.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the theory. Was he was just trying to soften up ground for when he starts pardoning like Paul Manafort? Right. So
3: if he p- pardons Martha Stewart, everyone would be like, whatever, that's fine. Like Martha Stewart, and then he would pardon somebody else for lying to the FBI, like Michael Flynn. Yeah, this is consistent. He just likes to let people. Yeah. And then people would be like, well, hey, what about Flynn or whatever? And he's like, this is the same thing Martha Stewart did, <laughs> and nobody said that that was Man. horrible. You know what? Why fake news?
0: What I love about this guy getting indicted is uh part of the evidence was video that some it was like b-roll from cnn I don't i don't remember if it was cnn but it was like a big news outlet that was covering some event that showed him he's like on the lawn of some state house maybe it was at the white house or something picking up his phone exactly two minutes before he like called in this trade that he's being prosecuted for, uh, like literally have video of him.
3: <laughs> he's just like on Robinhood app, like doing the trades right there. Is oh. there an app for insider trading now? <laughs> There's God. an app for everything. You're I love America. That, so that, that was a pretty impressive. I am shocked that this has actually occurred, especially when Trump's in charge. I mean, Trump, I think we'll just probably pardon this guy any day now.
0: Yeah, like he's like, what is the FBI even doing? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, audience audience couldn't see it, but uh, Peter actually does a really good facial impression of Donald Trump.
2: So. so that was really good. He's got that whole squinting and like that half sneer type thing. But you have to do you have to do this sort of like.
1: It's just, it's just it, he looks like he's eating a lemon at all times. Yeah, pursed
0: lips and kind of like squinty, kind of like squint your whole face up. Yeah, his face actually looks like that, too. <laughs>
2: yeah, it looks really uncomfortable, to be honest.
0: At all times. It looks
2: like he's yeah. having a stroke, but like <laughs> he still has full capabilities.
0: At all times, it does look physically uncomfortable to be Donald Trump. I mean, the guy just doesn't look like he's very comfortable in his own skin. It doesn't look like he's built to exist.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm dead serious about that. I mean, Somebody, I'm, uh, it's, it's funny, but I'm dead serious. Yeah. He looks like not a person.
0: Somebody posted uh, just a barely photoshopped picture of him, like, walking on, on the White House lawn, where they'd made his legs slightly skinnier. And then posted the villain from uh, Despicable Me, uh, and it's, it's, like, exactly the same body style. It's amazing. It sounds like
1: the one good reason for Despicable Me to have existed. I
3: think, I think in his post-presidency lifestyle, he should just roll, like, straight into starring in DreamWorks animated pictures about his, his wacky supervillain adventures yes. with the Despicable Me Boss, Beam Boss Baby
0: 3. Yeah, yeah, like
1: the <laughs> Avengers of all of those terrible movies with like the Boss Baby and the Secret Life of Pets and <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, it'd be so the, good.
1: The Minions and all the most ambitious
0: crossover event in history.
1: Yeah, you have that rotating shot, but it ends <laughs> with like Donald Trump at the end of it.
3: <laughs> there was a hilarious uh, thing in, in Mission Impossible Six, where in Mission Impossible Five, I think Obama was still president, and then they did Mission Impossible Six, which takes place like right afterwards. And they're like, "Oh no, the plutonium is being traded to terrorists. Like, we have to stop them." And there's a line where they're like, "The president is, has been briefed or whatever." And I was like, "Do you? Th- who do you think the president is in Mission Impossible? <laughs> like, is it? Are they gonna, Is it Trump? Like, what is he gonna do?"
0: No, it's it's my president. The president in Mission Impossible is always my president forever, John Q. Placeholder.
3: <laughs> generic white male president, yeah. number one.
0: Completely non-threatening. At, at worst, gets in their way with bureaucratic red tape. President Placeholder, we need your
3: authorization <laughs> codes.
2: Is that like the uh, Keith or Sutherland show on like, designated Survivor? Pretty white boy? Yeah, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna print up a bunch of liquid flannel branded uh, placeholder 2020 bumper uh, Oh, stickers. nice! Nice. We'll, we'll sell those through the Patreon. <laughs> well, Peter, did you have anything for uh for a high note this week? Anything in the past week, particularly, we stick out to you as being positive. Well, we talked about it already. It was the mm. thing that you had me on the show for. I got some idiot to be an idiot more. It was so good. It was just unbelievably good. Yeah. Uh, again, kind of surprised that he responded to you because he doesn't seem like a guy who. I don't know. I don't know why he did. It doesn't make sense that he responded to me. Yeah, uh, it doesn't make sense in a million different ways, including that he never does. He never responds to anybody because it's all just automated. But apparently, you got his goat that day. Yeah. All and with my, you know, incredibly sharp, incisive, and
1: witty <laughs> response to what
3: he's saying. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna start harassing him on our Twitter to bring him on the show. Uh, we'll we'll bring it back on. We'll have a we'll we'll do like a crossfire style debate between you two. It will be the true most ambitious crossover. <laughs>
3: yeah, that will be a real substantive conversation. I could tell he, he has a really deep grasp on the issues. He's yeah. out there, you know, he's not just parroting Trump. He has a really he's a deep thinker about international uh, the, affairs. the
0: kid is a polymath, honestly. It takes some real moxie and some real gumption and stick-to-itiveness to to be the youngest person ever to have their securities license taken away (laughs) uh, for
2: for fraudulent (laughs) activities.
0: Also, geography. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. Nothing else. I don't have anything to add to
1: that. Listen,
2: geography has a liberal bias.
0: Well, I had had a very short high note. This just popped up on my Twitter feed a couple hours ago, and I just think it's... One of the funniest things I've ever read, which is a tweet from Colin Roger McLean. He's at Journal P McLean. He's in the the Prince Edward Island area. So I assume that Journal P means Mm -hmm. like the PEI journal or something like that. Anyway, uh, he's he's a newsman uh, because he tweeted this today, which was there were no obituaries in today's paper. People are calling, wondering what happened to them. Just nobody died, <laughs> which is the funniest shit that I've read. Like this, like the most wholesome content I think that I've seen in weeks. It's just weeks? Nobody died and everyone in Canada is concerned. They just like got rid of the obituary section. <laughs> or, or I guess it is kind of dark, right? Because it means you've got a bunch of uh, Prince Edward Islanders sitting around going, like, rubbing their hands, like, oh, baby, I can't wait to get that pill. Like, mm-hmm. who died this week? Oh, man, if you, if I hated I them, that people guy. were
3: like, I wish I died today because I, I would have had it all to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been the whole Nobody section. died
0: today, eh? What happened? <laughs> Nobody died today, eh? Somebody replied with uh, just, this page intentionally left blank. Oh, which which I think is just a great, you know, like meta joke. (laughs) They left
1: a big blank page that was marked obituaries. It was it was that they were really rubbing it in that nobody died.
3: That was like (laughs) that famous story where like the BBC or something like one day in the 20s. They were just like, hey, no news today. And they just played like (laughs) like just nothing, just nothing happened. Like try again tomorrow. We'll see. We'll let you know.
0: That's the best news
3: anyone could
0: get. If we had an echo of that
1: these days. Man.
3: Could you imagine? No, nothing Could happened. You
1: really honestly. And we're not saying this to like distract you like nothing actually happened. We're we're not we're going to take the day off. Here, have some music.
3: <laughs> they should do that. They should have like a national holiday that's like no news day. Like just not nothing's allowed to be news,
0: yeah, nothing is allowed to happen. <laughs> you just you you have to stay
1: home and you have to like sleep as much as you can, eat as much as you can, yeah. and um this goes for everyone, including the President of the United States.
0: Just get a good night's sleep.
1: Don't, like, use, Twitter. Out, uh, watch don't a movie use Twitter. don't use
0: something that's been out for a while well, that's that's a good rule for any day is nobody, uh, yeah, that works for any day, yeah, but I mean, especially nobody no news needs day. To use Twitter.
3: Yeah, we could even have like maybe like every seven days we could have like two days where stuff is like you get a break. And also, work You're
1: days
2: can right. only be like eight hours. <laughs> whoa! I don't what want to. If you work the swing shift, I'm not
3: then. a communist. Okay, like yeah. whoa, like let's not go too far. Like that's pretty. That sounds pretty disruptive. What's funny? The stuff is getting eroded. <laughs>
1: That's not funny, actually. I said it was funny, but it's not. You mean I'm not not.
3: supposed to check my emails? I better check my emails real quick here, guys.
1: News.
0: (laughs) News at news.news. news. proving once again that no news is good news, I, I did want to shout out Colin Roger McLean, our neighbor to the north, who published that there were no deaths that day.
3: That's great. Somebody died, though. I mean, hopefully, someone dies tomorrow so that they can keep those jobs in the obituaries department. There, um, well, I mean, it could. Boss is on my
2: back, man. I need someone to die. <laughs> it could be.
0: It could be literally the worst thing that I have ever imagined, which just came to me, which is like. A reverse children of men scenario where all of the baby boomers stay alive forever. Just everyone stops dying. Oh, it's
3: a real Twilight Zone thing there.
0: Death takes a holiday, except applied to the current political environment.
3: You ruined this high note, Matt. It was so good. And now (laughs) you brought it back down again. Yeah,
1: this is a really dark it's impossible to talk about
0: death without making it bad. But nobody died. So, nobody actually died. Prince Prince Edward Island's doing just fine, and I'm glad. I for one, am I don't. Glad. I don't believe that somebody
1: died. <laughs> I think that nobody reported that they died. Like no, <laughs> somebody probably died, and they didn't find them. We are, are death you supposed to Call in when you die. No, your neighbor is. Oh, oh. oh. Yeah,
3: I hope they bring a correction tomorrow. We said nobody had died. We found a guy. Turns out. We actually
1: found, we found somebody and they were dead on the day that we said no one died. We get to keep our jobs, everyone. I know.
0: (laughs) I think they should keep some space open if they aren't publishing an obituary uh, for people to publish uh, like anti-obituaries. They'd just be like, you know, Matthew Hodges, 34 of Arlington, Texas, published. (laughs) Not today,
3: bitches. You thought you had it. (laughs) no not today read that section of your local newspaper where they publish the legally required notices and obituaries and marriage licenses and divorce proceedings it's fun it's a fun read man (laughs) The, the crime blotter
0: yeah you learn a lot about your community that way that's what we're all about on liquid flannel is getting to know your local your local government your local polis better well peter thanks again for being with us man it's been a long time of course oh, and anytime. do uh, you have anything in particular you would like to plug on this episode uh, you know the usual
1: stuff my youtube youtube.com slash peter coffin twitter.com slash peter coffin cool
0: beware <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's good one. that's good general advice there's
0: stuff there. It's good content. Liquid Flannel fully co Peter Coffin content. It's good stuff. Well, thank you. That's very nice
1: of
3: you. Whatever I'll... he
2: just said, 100%. I'm going to set up an algorithm <laughs> tweet to just reply. <laughs> Last time I checked, Nebraska is not a part of the United States.
3: Exactly.
1: <laughs> it's not part of the United States. Why were people fleeing Nebraska to come to the United States? <laughs>
2: I'm a Louisiana Purchase Truther for sure. <laughs> we are a property of France. Let's just... <laughs> I mean, I'm a Frenchman through and through it. Your laws don't apply to me.
0: <laughs> well, I'm down in Texas, so this is technically Mexican territory. So my, my good amigos, I have to disagree with you on this. Brendan, where are people going to be able to follow that bot that you're going to make to uh, like all of my tweets?
3: <laughs> yeah, look for my new uh, Peter Coffin
2: standing at Brendan Williams with one L on the Twitters. <laughs> Nick Glessman, you're also on Twitter, yeah? I am, but I mainly just retweet my sadness and other people's <laughs> sadness, so
0: if
2: you want to see that, i at squirrel fodder. It's good. I've been looking
3: for a good sadness. I, every day I read the news and I'm like, this is just too cheerful. Sad posting is a
0: long established
2: tradition Just on follow me and you'll be depressed.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm Matthew Hodges. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Gway with a W. You can follow the show on Twitter at Liquid Underscore Flannel. Uh, like our show on iTunes. Hope get the word out. And thanks again, Peter. Thank you. All right. We'll see you all next time. Bye.